Hi, and welcome to the Unashamedly Human Podcast, a podcast created to help you get out of your head and into your life. That is, if you want to have more fun, freedom, happiness, peace of mind, and success whilst squeezing the juice out of every area of your life. Join Jackie Ford every Thursday and listen in to her warm Scottish tones, wise heart and wonderful sense of humour as she interviews guests and discusses what it means to be unashamedly human. Hi everyone and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast. Today I'm here with a gentleman that a good friend of mine heard speak at the Three Principles Conference um, in the UK last year. And this good friend told me that this gentleman was very grounded, he knew who he was, and he had a heart of gold, and she was really, really impressed with what she heard him say. Now, the fact that he lives in Scotland, um, although I must say he does not have a Scottish voice, um, but he is Scottish because he lives in Scotland, and that's what I love about our great country. I'm delighted to introduce you to a man who... As far as I can see, emanates understanding. And he's been through quite a few things in his life that I'm hoping that he's going to share in this podcast because I think it'll really make the podcast quite interesting for all the listeners. So Dave Hill, welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast. Thanks, Jackie. Um, well, hello, everybody. This is a bit of a surprise. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> um, yeah, I've been learning about the three principles, I suppose, um, knowing about it for, for about two years now. Uh, but, but very quickly at the beginning of all of that, I realized that, um, that actually I've been living them all my life. They've been there the whole time watching my back. So that's been quite cool. Um, and why that's quite cool is, uh, you know, as Jackie says, I, I live up here in Scotland now. Um, I'm, uh, I was born in England. I'm, 100% British. I'm very proud to live in Scotland. Um, I'm proud of all of that stuff, but most of all, I'm proud of being a human. And um, and it's I've not really considered it from from that point of view beforehand, but that's sort of where we've where I've ended up. Um, but there's a lot of little labels that I've picked up along the way. Um, I spent 17 years as a soldier. Um, I was in a regiment called the Rifles, so I'm a very proud rifleman. Um, and in and in amongst that is that word human as well, sort of buried in there. And yeah, there have been a few knocks along the way, and um, and I've now found myself living in a very peaceful, comfortable place, um, in the knowledge that the principles have always got my back and the people that I'm speaking to. Um, and the reason that I started down this journey, looking in the direction of the principles, was uh, to try and help friends of mine that are struggling with PTSD. And um, yeah, it's it's starting to to bear fruit which is which is awesome um yeah i know that that that, that's beautiful dave i I love that and i love that you're you're working in that area now you're talking a lot about the three principles you know a a lot of the listeners don't know what the three principles are that they're people who are on a journey a spiritual journey to find out who they are to feel more settled and to feel happier in their lives dave and I would love you, if you were able to just describe, what do you mean by three principles? Um, well, yeah, I, <laughs> it's a very good question. Um, uh, at the start of my journey, I was very confused by them, but I didn't let that bother me too much because I was trying to overanalyze 
what they were, you know, why they were called, what they were called, what they meant behind that. But um, behind all of that, I, it, it, I, I realized that they were pointing me in a direction that felt much, much more comfortable. And mm. actually, um, it doesn't matter what they're called or, 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 or anything like that. They are literally the best way we've got at the moment of pointing people in a direction uh, that is, is letting them see that they have everything they need inside them to start off with. Um, and, and and that's really quite amazing. The other really cool thing about them is you don't actually need to ever mention them um, to help anybody. Uh, that just just living, knowing that they've got your back and that they've got the person's back that you're speaking to is mm-hmm. always to 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 take the conversation forward. And and uh, and you know, as you said, you know, being grounded in uh, an understanding that you know, and it's only my version of what I think they look like. Mm-hmm. Um, gives me enough comfort to remain as, as calm and, and as and as open as I possibly can with whoever I'm speaking to. Mm. And and that that's quite a magical place to be, as you know, because because people that are struggling with whatever it is going on in their lives are running at a hundred miles an hour or faster. And they're used to people normally joining them on that journey of getting sped up. Um, and when they meet people that don't join them, it gives them a little bit of, okay, what's this isn't normal, what's going on there, and makes them curious. And it's that curiosity um, that I want to try and harness with my friends because I know that they're curious mm. and I know that um, they will have experienced all kinds of different things and we don't need to look at anything particular about what's troubling them because if we can see um, how one experience is created even if it's one that i've made up and we talk about it if they can see that has you know many different solutions options answers ways of seeing it then if that's true in that instance then it's also true with with where they are and and what they're stuck with Mm. um and and where they're stuck and and that's you know that's what's so beautiful about it it's not that there's a list of three things you need to go through and explain inside out Um, there's a set of ideas that point us in a certain direction to stuff that is absolutely true mm-hmm. um however you describe it um and having a conversation with anybody with that behind you um you can go anywhere you like you don't have to say anything because it's nothing that you say or do it's it's how you come across uh and you can you know uh, you can stutter and stammer your way through that it's not it's not how lucid you are in the way that you explain things it's the fact that people can see that you're 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 being completely authentic about what you're saying yeah and that's cool yeah i, I love what, i love what you're pointing to dave it's so true and you know what what we're speaking about through all of the unashamedly human podcasts at the heart of them all is an understanding that's not an intellectual understanding you know it is based on it's based on principles, psychological facts, and there's not many of them about in the world. <laughs> you know, you, you look at the DSM, um, which is the Manual for Psychological Disease in the, U- in the USA, and there's 450 different types of psychological diseases or, or, or conditions described. But each and all of those conditions have been formed through someone's opinion. They're not fact. They're mm. just opinion. An opinion is a thought construct. 
So what Dave and I are pointing to here is not an intellectual understanding. It is a spiritual understanding that embodies, and Dave highlighted that so beautifully. It's through our living that people understand who we are, how we work as human beings, and how everybody else in the world works in the same way. In fact, all sentient beings work in the same way. It's our essence, it's our, our nature, our true nature. And knowing that, as Dave you know, pointed to, is that's what makes you completely grounded. And by grounded, I mean unshiftable, unshakable. You, know, you don't flip from one opinion to the next. You know with absolute certainty, this is how we work. Um, you know, and, and the three principles, you can, you can look at them up on the internet or whatever you want to. It's essentially the one thing, but it's described as, you know, mind, thought and consciousness. And, and that's how human beings and sentient beings create their experience from the inside out. Lots of information out there for you to go and have a look at. But it's that understanding which Dave is, is, is discussing right now that is having a huge impact on people with post-traumatic stress disorder. And I know, Dave, there, there's, there's a lot of people who've been in the army or the Navy, you know, who, who are suffering from PTSD. And did you suffer from it yourself? No, I, I'm, I'm very lucky uh, from, from that point of view. Um, you know, thankfully, uh, yes, I've been through some traumatic experiences, but not quite in the, in the same magnitude as some of the young guys and girls that have been put through the ringer in Iraq and Afghanistan in the recent years. Um, uh, but that's not to say that I couldn't have. Um, so I, I, could, I could completely see where they're coming from. I could see how, how things would, could play out. And I also saw um, a sort of pattern, and, and it's, this is my opinion rather than fact, um, but I found that the, the younger guys with less um, responsibility and um, what, what I mean by that is you know, they, they, had a, they had their task to do, but when they weren't on their task, um, they, they had time to dwell and think about things. And I found they were the ones that struggled slightly, or tend to be the ones that struggle slightly more, um, and also those that have been injured and evacuated because they've then been lying in a bed ruminating about um, what's, what's gone on. Um, and so that's that's been quite interesting, but that's completely my opinion. Um, and that's you know, I don't think it would hold water anywhere else, but that's certainly what I've seen to date. Um, and most most of the, and it's mostly guys that I've spoken to so far, um, most of them feel less whole. They think there's something wrong with them, um, you know, the, because they aren't able to, you know, they haven't been able to cope like some of the others that are around them. And by, you know, the, where the principles are so helpful, um, or an understanding of the principles is so helpful, is that you can point out, well, that's, of course that's true. You know, you are two different beings. You're going to have different experiences. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to see things differently, despite the fact you've been through exactly the same incident um, or set of incidents. There's other stuff going on in, in, your, in your world that's going to make your experience slightly different. Mm -hmm. um, and and that's a relief, um, I think, but for most uh, to to realise that it's not that there's not a failure in them, but for, for not being able to cope. Uh, and it's not and, and and cope's a you know a fairly horrible word anyway. Um, uh, quite a lot of the other the, the other things that I'm coming across is is 
the, you know, the system that is in place in the United Kingdom is brilliant at, at looking after people. It really is. Um, but it only knows what it knows. Um, and it's got, there's a set of different tech trial and uh, sort of techniques that, that um, guys and girls are put through to try and help them with what they're suffering with, which is good. And some of it works really well for some people and some of it, it works a little bit and sometimes it works for a while and then it stops. Mm. And it's when it stops that, that's the problem because a number of them get, keep getting put back on the same treadmill that you need to go and do this again. And, and they, well, it didn't work last time because I'm back here again. Mm. And, and, and they, they're thinking that the, the techniques that they're being, being taught are going to cure them or help them in, indefinitely, effortlessly. Um, and that's, you know, for some that's true. And that's, and that's brilliant. I, I, I love that. But the, for those that get to the end of all of the different things that, that the system's got available to them at the moment, um, uh, they get to the point where the, where the health service attorney said, well, we've tried everything we've got. So we're now on the medication and helping you manage and cope with you, with uh, with your condition. And and that for young guys and girls that have uh, led an active life that want have wanted to be doing stuff that's exciting um, and are living in a state of fear quite a lot of the time and not necessarily fear driven from the memories that they've got. It's more that the, the the scariest bit for them is the gap in between, which is the saddest part, because when they come out of a, uh, a, an episode, they're worrying about when the next one's going to come. Mm. That's the hardest bit, because that's the bit, that's, that's the point, and you know, that's the sweet spot in life where you should be enjoying life to the max. And they're, they're dreading when that's going to stop and what that, what that impact has for their friends and family around them when, when it all comes crashing around them again in their minds. Um, so trying to help people see that, um, that that natural cycle of, of, of up and down and, and, and the way that our emotions work is absolutely normal. Um, and that, yes, there are some fairly spiky, unpleasant memories in there, but that they can't hurt you anymore. Um, they, they, you know, they're there but, and they are unpleasant, but they can't hurt you and they can't hurt anybody around you. Um, so, Explain that a wee bit more for me, Dave. What do you mean by well, that? Um, we've probably all got an experience in our life that has scared the living daylights out of us in one way, shape or form. Um, and at the time, it absolutely uh, was, was real and vivid and there and we were in it and it was scary. Mm. And that's cool. Those, all those emotions are there to help keep you alive. Um, so it, if you're scared, it's trying to tell you that this probably isn't a good place to be and you want to try and get yourself out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so that's good. That's good. Um, unfortunately, uh, the way that our brains work is occasionally those things get thrown back up into our mind uh, uh, as a memory. Um, and unfortunately, uh, you know, over time, as, a, as you know, certainly in the Western world, we've learned that there are good thoughts and bad thoughts and bad thoughts you can do something about and you should you know that that, you know oh christ you know you shouldn't do uh and and, you know you you get in this horrible place that you need to try and get away from Mm -hmm. um and in that sort of cycle of right i'm having some something unpleasant is in my memory i need to do something to get away from it um you end up almost chucking fuel on the fire 
And it's like, it is like lying in bed, absolutely knackered, going, I should be asleep. Yeah. And, and getting on that treadmill of, and two hours later, you're still there going, come on, you should be asleep now. Uh, well, it's the same with a bad memory. Um, if, you, if you're constantly poking it and prodding it to try and make it go away, it's going to stay more in, in, your, uh, in your consciousness in that moment. But it doesn't stay there forever. Um, and it's nothing you actually ever do that stops it. It's mm -hmm. just a fresh thought coming along from a different direction. Uh, and, and helping people see that, that their mind is constantly throwing up um, fresh thoughts, be they comfortable or uncomfortable, that doesn't matter. None of, them none of those thoughts have any more weight or meaning than any of the others until we start playing with them and interacting them in our consciousness. Mm. And that interaction um, that if you've got yourself in a cycle of this is horrible, I don't like it, I need to get rid of it, you'll get, it's going to stick around a little bit longer than you like. Um, but just noticing that, okay, this is a shitty thought, I don't like it. Um, uh, and acknowledging the fact that it's there, going, okay, well, fine, you're back today, um, but I know you're not going to last forever. Um, then and just trying not to, to to make any sort of important decisions in that in that space but be being comfortable that you're safe by all means you know when it when it pops up and you see it and it feels scary have a quick check because it might there might be something that's scary going on yeah. but if you realize that there's nothing scary going on you just go okay thank you very much false alarm um we can turn we can turn the fire alarm off now and and get back to work mm. um well that's you know that's that's cool um and, and that's you know that's the same in every instance no matter what that happens to be be that ptsd or depression or or just just you know thinking of something unpleasant or uncomfortable yeah it's a wonderful description dave thanks thanks for sharing that it's really cool my um my grandfather was um a prisoner of war at changi in japan he was a merchant seaman um, during the Second World War and unfortunately his ship was captured and he was a prisoner of war for four years um, at, that, at that camp. I was very young, you know, when my grandfather, obviously my grandfather was alive and, and he died when I was only four and a half, yet there is this memory of him that has had such a huge part of my life and in a very loving, 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 kind, wonderful way because when I was a kid, I kind of lived more with my grand and my grandpa than my mum and dad, um, just because I liked being there. But my, my grandfather um, was a man who was a very amiable man, incredibly amiable, fun. You know, his name was, was Charlie, but people called him Chick. You know, he would have given you, he would have given you anything. You know, he, he was just kind and loving. And, and, and he told stories that my mum reminded me of that, you know, there were men who, if they were sharing their food, you know, they, they would, they, the Japanese would, would sort of knock their teeth out and, you know, and, and it seemed a very cruel environment. My grandfather said that he gave his boots to another man because other man was being, you know, made to work on, on the railways and stuff and, and he needed a good pair of shoes. My grandfather was punished for that. Now, both my grandfather and all the men in that camp were doing the best they could to survive. And the Japanese soldiers were doing what they thought they were meant to do in that moment as well. So there's no blame across any of this. 
But there was something about my grandfather that was a new behaviour, Dave, after having been in, in the, the camp um, as a prisoner, was that he used to drink before, but he was a social drinker. But after having had that experience for four years, which must have tested anybody really, my grandfather became a binge drinker. So he would be fine for ages and ages and ages, and then he would just go on a blinder. He was looking for a different feeling, Dave. Mm. And at that time, way back in the 60s, people didn't talk about this thing. As you say, you know, sort of men felt or women felt that they, they had to cope with this, that this is how life was. And it was a weakness for them to admit that they were having recurring thoughts or they were remembering things. And that's, that's so often the case, isn't it? That when we feel uncomfortable, we're, we're, looking, we're in a feeling we don't like. We don't necessarily equate it with thought. We just think, oh, I don't like this feeling. And so we look for a different feeling to take that feeling away. And that can often be alcohol. It can be drugs. It can be sex. It can be gambling. It can be all sorts of things. Is that something you see quite often with, you know, the, the people that, that, that you're working with, that they're not necessarily they have those kind of behaviours, but they have a go-to place that makes them feel better? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a, a, and it's a, it's a mixture of that whole range. Um, you know, some, of, some of it's it's that whole mix all in there together. Yeah. There's, a, there's a couple that, that self-harm. Um, uh, you know, um, Again, this is my opinion rather than anything else, but um, quite a lot of the guys are heavily tattooed, and I think the, that yeah. the pain of getting tattoos um, is a mixture of that's taking their mind off things, but is also the fact that they're now covered up; they're they're, they're no longer showing themselves. They, they've got a yeah. they've got a mask on. Um, so, and again, that's just. That's we've not discussed that. That's just my personal opinion. For, mm -hmm. for it could be completely um, aesthetic, and, and that they just want to be covered in ink. Um, uh, um, so you know, there's 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 that element. Some of them have gone the other way and have gone completely healthy and and uh, just train a lot because yeah. get, you know getting out and, and exercising and getting endorphins that way is is good. But for some that are that have been injured that, that that sort of becomes a problem because they want to do that and they can't do that yeah. or they haven't found an outlet yet that that works with uh, with their um physical condition um so yeah it's you know it's it's a mixture of of, of, of all of that and, and occasionally you know there's the there's a few poor guys that get themselves into a sort of suicidal state where they think that that's that's the way out um and you know, there have been a few lads that I've had this, a similar conversation with over and over when, when they get to that stage. Um, and I always point them back to the fact, well, we're having a conversation now. So perhaps that thought was designed as a pressure, you know, as a pressure release mm -hmm. for you to go, this, right, this is getting serious now. I need to speak to someone. So, you know, that perhaps that thought was meant to get you to this point to start talking, um, you know, to, to put your hand up and, and, and reach out for someone. Uh, and so isn't that a gift? Um, you know, while it's a really, really horrible place to be in terms of, think, you know, getting to the point where you think that your only option is to kill yourself, um, the fact that you haven't and you're, you're here and talking, mm -hmm. well, that's, you know, that's, that's the, the, 
opposite direction from where that thought was taking you. So perhaps it's done its trick. Mm-hmm. You know, perhaps it has been that, that light on the dashboard for you to go, okay, yeah, brakes are failing, oils, oils leaking everywhere. Um, time to time to pull over and sort this out. Um, and, and and you know see what's what's out there and and and, um, and where we can go. Uh, and I think you know one of the other things that I absolutely love about the principles from, from that perspective is there's nothing clever that you need to learn that you need to go away and do. Um, and so by small pockets of guys and girls seeing this for themselves, um, there's a real chance that it will end up with a with a sort of community spread across the country where people are just helping each other and they don't need to be um located next door to each other you know most of the guys i speak to are over the phone or or over this uh, you know over sort of skype and zoom and things like that um because they're so distant um well fine you know you can have a really strong connection with someone um uh without even being with them which is weird why is that well because it's generated through thought you know, um, I can have a really, really strong connection with someone without them even realising that I've got a strong connection with them and that, and vice versa. And that's, you know, that's really, you know, that's really strong, powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. So if, if um, more guys and girls start seeing their experience slightly differently and how it comes to play for them and they have, start having a different experience amongst those memories that they're probably going to have forever they might not but hopefully they'll become less spiky because they're not playing with them as much um if they, if they just acknowledge the fact that it's you know it's an angry moment at the moment and it's just bouncing around well fine let it bounce around for a bit you know like a hurricane it will blow out something else will come along and, and, and take over from it and um you know it might be quite destructive for a bit just just be comfortable that you're safe at the moment and and just let it blow out because it will do Mm-hmm. Um, it might even stop suddenly because a fresh thought comes along. But it, if it, if that doesn't happen naturally, um, there's no you can't force it. Mm-hmm. Um, you pointed uh, earlier, Dave, which was was great. You, you pointed earlier to the fact that somebody has a thought, and that thought brings them to a conversation with you. You know, and in that conversation, in that moment, in the now, they're okay. It 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 always surprises me that people don't give wisdom or instinct enough credit Mm. because that thought has popped up in them as a way of saying to them there's something you need to do here you can either suppress it and which we all do at times we second guess stuff and we suppress it or we, we take action with it and it's you know, if there was a way that, and, and this is what the principles does in fact, is it's a way to, to point people back to the fact that we're, we're kind of, we're, <laughs> we're spiritual beings having this human experience of life. And, 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 and within that, there is so much knowledge within our bodies, so much wisdom and knowledge within our bodies, but also in our essence, that constantly points us in a direction of where we're meant to be and what we're meant to do, who we're meant to speak to, that keeps us safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's a story that Bill Pettit shares, Dr. Bill Pettit, and if you get a chance, oh my God, please listen to him. And I want to talk to you about Bill in a wee minute as well, because I've been stalking you, boy. I know what you're <laughs> up to. Um, 
this one, Bill's a psychiatrist and he's been around the principles for, oh my goodness, many, 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 many years. He's also one of the most loving, uh, fun people that I've ever met in my life. And Bill tells the story about um, one of his patients and it was a, a lady who just had a newborn baby and she was having a kind of post um, perperial, so, so after the baby was born, um, she was having this kind of psychotic break and they hospitalised her with the baby to try to keep her safe. But the woman escaped from the hospital with the baby and, you know, maybe a day or something later, and I don't have all the facts right because I only half listened to things. <laughs> anyway, um, about a day later, the police found the woman with the baby. Now, the woman was all chaotic and she was just, just a mess, but the baby was pristine. She was really, really protecting this baby. And when the police found her and asked her what the baby's name was, she said the baby's name was Jesus. And Bill said... That woman, even although she was having that psychotic break, in her mind, the story that she had made up to keep that baby safe was that this baby was a special baby and it was, it was Jesus. And, you know, when I first heard that story, I couldn't stop crying because our, our inner guidance system has this incredible wisdom that will keep us safe if we just listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's fascinating. Um, and, and it's, you know, every conversation I have, there's something new I'm going to learn. So, you know, I only know what I know today. And there's, there's so much more to this. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, you said at the beginning, it's a journey and it, and it completely is. And I, and I love the fact that I don't know much at the moment, but mm-hmm. every second I'm going to learn something new. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. That's um, and it's, yeah. And, and if, I can help a few people along the way by helping point them in this direction and that's useful for them, then that's really cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, that's, there's, there's nothing I can say or do that will help anybody, uh, really. Um, it's them allowing themselves to th- see things slightly differently. Um, and that may or may not come from what I'm saying um, or, or how I live or you know or what's going on it might just come to them in a flash and that's fine because that's actually all that it all that ever is yeah it's one minute i think it's this way and the next minute i can see there are other options yeah. um you can see there are other options um then the thing that felt so solid and so concrete and so un unhelpful or holding you back or whatever it happens to be it almost melts instantly um and and it's quite helpful if people then don't beat themselves up about that because <laughs> that happens too um yeah. how was i so stupid to see this this the way you know it's just how it is don't you know, don't worry about it you know uh, it's yeah uh, it's the fact that it's it's changed that's the cool thing mm-hmm. um it's now different and yeah. and go with that you know once you've once you've experienced something different um that you thought was completely solid and and immovable you won't ever see it the same way again. You might occasionally get glimpses of it and get caught for a, for a short period of time, mm-hmm. but your body will kick back in. The whole the whole system will kick back in. And, and um, you know, when, when it's happened to me in the last couple of years, I've just ended up laughing at myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just because, you know, you've done it again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that's my favourite default as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and people look at me slightly strangely uh, as when I'm laughing at myself as well. 
<laughs> just get caught. I just, I just got myself stuck on something, and I've now seen where I've got, and it's five yeah. minutes. Yeah, off we go again. It's, it, it's trying to help people be more gentle with themselves. I think. Yeah. Um, and if we can all live more gently with ourselves, then we'll probably live more gently with each other as well. Oh, yeah. um, that would be really cool. Yeah, it's a totally. That's, if, if you remember anything from this podcast, I'd love you to remember that. That <laughs> compassion starts from within. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Dave, I mentioned earlier on um, Bill Pettit, the wonderful Bill Pettit, and yeah. I understand you're doing some work with Bill at the moment. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, myself, uh, Bill Pettit, Judy Sedgman, um, Brad Gallup, and Arthur oh. Meyer. Uh, doing a set of recordings um, of uh, extracts from The Missing Link, which is a, a book by Sydney Banks. Um, uh, and it's, it's a fascinating book. It's really, really useful. Um, and we're basically reading a page at a time and then seeing what we see uh, around that. The idea being that we'll end up with a set of 20 plus recordings that are about half an hour long that can be used um, Essentially, in veterans groups to start off with, but it could be used for anybody. There's not, you know, it's, it's not specifically just for that. Um, but the idea being that um, there is a, a consistent resource that's available for people to use, how they want. You know, they might only want to play snippets from it. That's cool. Um, and, and it will be um, that the, the plan is that it will be free for people to to pick up and use and and uh, and help you know give a little bit of structure if that's what people want for for group sessions um you know, I, I know judy's running a number of uh of i think weekly sessions in the us um uh for for veterans that have that have sort of rubbed up the wrong way against the law um uh, and, and they're finding that a really really helpful um resource for them but mm-hmm. you know, she's one We just seem to have a wee bit of bother with Dave's sound at the moment. Oh, right, sorry. Can you're you hear back. Me? You're back. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, sorry. I was saying that, that Judy's running groups in, in the US, but that's a, a sort of small pocket of people that are getting some, some assistance from this area. And uh, you know, as I was saying, there's nothing hugely clever about what we're, what we're pointing to. It's, it's available to everybody all the time. Mm-hmm. So if, if there's people that want to start up their own groups locally, then this would be a resource that they can lean on because it's you know it's got Bill and Judy and, and then you know three veterans in there as myself as I said Brad who's a US Air Force uh, veteran um, and Offermeyer who is uh, uh, an Israeli Defence Force veteran um, so we've got a sort of good smattering of, of uh, experience in terms of understanding of, of, of longevity experience of, of the three principles. And then the three of us that are, that are talking from a sort of veterans perspective. Yeah, that's um, So that's really quite cool, um, mm-hmm. and, and something that I, that I never thought would happen. Uh, never, never thought would turn up, and there it is. You know, we're, we're yeah. But it, it's so important, isn't it, Dave? It's so important that this this understanding gets out there. It, it's incredibly important. But what I love about the way that it is coming into the world is that it's coming in gently. We're not talking about a big bang, like this is the only way to understand. You know, it's like a gentle ripple, wakening one person up at a time. You know, you're speaking to people, I'm speaking to people. There's thousands of us now out there speaking to people. All of us know it's not our job to fix the world because the world isn't broken. 
all we really have is this misunderstanding of how we're creating our moment-to-moment experience of life. And that's gentle. It's so gentle and it's so loving and it's so kind to be able to, to point another human being back to how they actually work, how, how, how they perceive the world. And like you say, many people, they either laugh or they get angry or they get caught up and trip up in the words. Don't, don't ever listen to the words of anybody explaining this understanding. Listen, listen for what you feel from them. And if you feel a good feeling or truth hits you in between the eyes, you'll know it because you'll have this kind of visceral reaction in your body. That's what to look for. It's, yeah, it's, that, it's that authenticity because, you know, um, it's, it's been, it's been a, a fascinating journey this last two years. You know, I've I read some, I started off reading some books. I realised I knew what I knew having read some books, but I didn't quite trust that that would work for other people, which is why I went off and did the One Thought programme last year to make sure that I wasn't going to hurt anybody by um, giving them Dave's version of the world. And then I realised quite quickly that actually I've only got Dave's version of the world. Um, <laughs> Uh, but that was, you know, that was that was reassuring. Um, and as I was saying, you know, I don't need to talk about the three principles to help anybody. I just need to talk from my heart and explain how I see things my way, which changes all the time. Um, but I I know if I'm following that comfortable thought you were talking about that feels right, then then I'm you know I've got my bearing right. I'm you know and and. You know, as I said at the beginning, the three principles point you in a direction. They're not the answer. They're just the way of explaining it at the moment. Um, and, you know, we've, we're all built it. You know, we've all got a built-in map and compass, um, but not everybody knows how they work. Well, if you can try and show people how they work, then that's great. But you can give someone a map reading lesson and they can understand it intellectually, but not use it practically. Um, this is more about the practical application application is the wrong word but um knowing how all this stuff fits together um that it is guiding you in the right way and if you spend too much time staring at the map and the compass going but i think it should be like this you're going to get yourself lost whereas if you just comfortably know that that the compass will point north and if you line things up that that it will get you in going in the right direction Mm -hmm. and like that you know that's cool and it doesn't matter if you get lost because you'll actually find stuff that that you didn't know existed. Um, yeah, which so, was you meant to learn anyway. <laughs> go, with, go with the journey. Um, and, and uh, you know, there's an analogy that I use quite a lot because it works for soldiers. Um, I'm, I'm loving the fact that my, my map's completely blank. So mm. I'm filling it in every day. Um, I don't quite know where it's going to take me, but I know it's going to be quite cool. Um, and if I come across a bit that's scary, that's fine. I'll just draw that on the map. And um, I now know that it exists, but I also know that it can't hurt me. And, and we'll just sort of step around it and see where we go. That's beautiful. I know it exists in my memory, but I know it can't hurt me. Dave, thank you so much for being a guest on the Unashamedly Human podcast. Please keep us up to date with the work you're doing with Bill and Judy, two of my most favourite people in the world. I'm friends with Brad and Facebook and, and the other lady as well. So I look forward to seeing what you guys are, are up to and bringing into the world. And please don't limit it just to, you know, to veterans because there oh, are no. 
there are police, there are firemen, there are medical staff, all suffering from from the misunderstanding of, of, of how they create their experience. And I'm not saying that the experience didn't happen. All we're seeing here is, yep, these experiences happen. Yep, they're shitty. Yep, they're not nice in, in, in the moment that they happen. However, you don't need to live your life each day remembering them. And what Dave's pointing to, I point to, Bill and Judy point to in their work is a different way of living in the world that just makes life ordinarily extraordinary. So thanks again, Dave. Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome. Bye. You could be larger than life